Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of January 14th through January 20th, 2013. With 2013, we'll be introducing some changes to the format and structure of cyber risk reports. While we'll remain focused on the seven primary risk categories, we'll also be adding additional risk categories as they apply to activity in a specified period. These could include, for example, categories pertaining to botnets, cloud, or mobile. The Cyber Risk Report will remain focused on risk management, lessons learned, recommended practices, and analysis from our Cisco expert security engineers and analysts. And so this week in the vulnerability risk management category, Vulnerability activity for the period continued at elevated levels, highlighted by an, an Oracle Security Advisory and update correcting a Java vulnerability in the release of the Oracle Critical Patch Update for January 2013. Security advisories and updates were released for multiple vulnerabilities in Ruby on Rails, Adobe Cold Fusion, and Microsoft Internet Explorer uh, that all have active exploit activity. Cisco released a security advisory for a Cisco ASA 1000V Cloud Firewall H.323 Inspection Denial Service Vulnerability and updated advisories for the previously reported Cisco Unified IP Phone Local Kernel System Call Input Validation Vulnerability and Cisco IOS Software Tunneled Traffic Queue Wedge Vulnerability. Cisco also announced the release of the new Cisco security notices that document low and mid-medium severity security issues that directly involve Cisco products but don't necessarily warrant the visibility of a Cisco security advisory. Additional information and a listing of the Cisco security notices are available on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations web portal. Researchers from Kaspersky Lab have released information about a large-scale cyber espionage campaign called Operation Red October, also known as RACRA. The report has garnered the attention of multiple news agencies and generated many published articles since the Kaspersky report has claimed that attackers were targeting hundreds of diplomatic, governmental, and scientific organizations in numerous countries. The malicious software embeds itself on infected systems and functions as the attacker's access point to an infected system. A successful exploit could allow the attacker to install any of 34 exploit modules within the Red October infrastructure. Significant points of this campaign are the modular capabilities of the attack, uh, that it was able to remain hidden for years, and the extent of the theft capabilities, specifically the theft from mobile devices and network equipment configuration files, in addition to more common removable drives, email, and FTP shares. ICS SCADA system activity continues to increase as vendors respond to the increasing investigation, reporting, and tracking of vulnerabilities in these systems by researchers and government agencies. During this period, security advisories and updates were released by Siemens, Rockwell Automation, Snyder Electric, and 3S Smart Software Solutions for multiple vulnerabilities. Spam and phishing activity are showing a shift from the previously reported holiday shopping-themed messages to taxes and accounting-themed messages. A significant spam campaign was identified targeting ADP users with a false security update, leading to the installation of uh, malicious code. IntelliShield published 109 events last week, 61 new events, and 48 updated events. 
These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. The militant or terrorist threat across the Sahara region of North Africa has taken the spotlight from areas previously active. While the situation in Syria, Afghanistan, and Iraq continues to develop, a new threat to many has emerged in the Sahara. French and West African forces are currently engaged with Al-Qaeda-associated forces attempting to control large portions of the country. In Algeria, Al-Qaeda-linked forces attacked and took control of a gas plant, uh, killing a reported 67 people and taking over 30 hostages. Algerian forces responded to the gas plant attack, uh, regaining control and killing several of the attackers. Both of these groups are reported to be associated with the Al-Qaeda in the Islamic Maghrib, or AQIM, group. The physical and terrorist threat across northern Africa has been in the background behind hotter spots, but is now taking the spotlight from those areas. Um, with many local and western countries involved in those countries associated with energy production, telecommunications, port and shipping operations, and a host of other industries, the increasing threat has initiated military operations. France is currently leading the western engagement, but other countries are in talks to provide additional support. While Al-Qaeda uh, may be diminished in the previously occupied areas, many of those jihadists, along with local groups, are attempting to establish new bases of operation across the Sahara and are actively engaged with local and international military forces. While the Al-Qaeda organizational structure and operational capability continues to be estimated, the real threat has been demonstrated in Mali and Algeria and will likely continue to impact organizations operating from Somalia to Nigeria. And next, in the legal risk management category, Singapore recently proposed and passed legislation updating their existing Computer Misuse Act uh, to allow government ministers to take proactive measures against a potential threat to critical information infrastructure. The change now allows ministers to order organizations to take measures to prevent a threat before it materializes, whereas prior measures were defensive in response to a threat that was occurring. Singapore moved quickly on enacting these new measures, which also includes a broadened list of organizations that fall under the critical information infrastructure. There was and continues to be debate by the ministers on interpreting exactly what, when, and how preemptive measures would be used, uh, which is also what concerns many across the legal and security community. As cyber operations continue to be defined across the globe, authorizing preemptive measures, which could include what's currently broadly defined as offensive operations, raises both legal and technical questions. It also implies that organizations would have strong enough intelligence or evidence to identify a threat prior to becoming active, which, again, many are questioning. While most are not enacting requirements as aggressively as Singapore, organizations that could be impacted will need to monitor their developments internationally and locally to ensure that they're capable of meeting the requirements and develop policies and procedures for enacting the measures. As with Singapore, uh, the failure to meet these requirements can result in fines and jail time. And next, in the identity risk management category. The security risks in the age of internet dating became front-page news last week as a result of two unrelated incidents. First, a promising collegiate American football star is left trying to explain to the media the circumstances of his non-existent girlfriend and her subsequent death. At the same time, vulnerabilities in a new mobile device application with a 
blind date feature and could allow personal information to be viewable by savvy suitors. The veracity of anyone's identity on the internet, uh, be it romantic interest or otherwise, is only as reliable as the data used to create it. Monte Teo admits to have relied on less than solid evidence that his girlfriend existed, and once the seeds of doubt were sown, was left trying to cover up the results of his naivete with implausible explanations. By contrast, a mobile device app that was supposed to obfuscate the identity of potential romantic suitors was easily exploited to obtain sensitive details. When the true identity or anonymity of an individual is paramount, it's ultimately incumbent upon the end user to verify that those goals are met. Trusting that the details are as presented or hidden may be a hard lesson in how personal data is collected, correlated, and shared. And finally, in the monitoring risk management category. A review of the logs from a VPN concentrator led to the discovery of an outsourcing activity of sorts. A programmer working in a software development role for a company had hired a Chinese firm to produce the work that he had been assigned. The one-time password token he had received from the company for access to the network had been shipped to the firm overseas in order to allow their programmers access to the company's network. When the logs were eventually examined, the company initially thought that the employee's computer had been infected with malware that connected through a proxy on the Chinese network. Further investigation revealed the true cause of the access. The most important takeaway from this incident is the policy of a regular review of syslog messages. This outsourcing had been going on undetected for at least six months, which is as far back as the logs went, until the VPN concentrator logs had been reviewed during a security audit. Had those logs been ignored, the programmer would probably still be in the outsourcing position he worked himself into. Logs from firewalls and VPN concentrators are perhaps the most important of all, as they record what's been permitted past your first line of defense. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.